When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty. Well, everybody, welcome back to The Basement Binge. Another episode here. Having a ton of fun with uh, this movie this week. Back at the MCU, Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I'm Harrison. I'm Kelton. And I'm Cade. Let's get to it. Let's go. This is our first um, uh, first segment, Spoiler Wall. This is the point where we do not spoil or ruin anything about this movie. This is the part where we really talk about what we liked about the movie with just by giving you a little bit of an inside scoop about what we thought about the movie without ruining it. Uh, we got one minute to do this, each of us, to give our spoiler wall. And who wants to start? All right, Kate, you want to start? I can time you. Yeah, you got time already? All right, yeah, ready in three, two, one, go. Okay, this movie. Man, oh, I love this movie. The action and... Oh, Scott Lang is such a pivotal character. Ant-Man, so important for this, for the Avengers and for Marvel. It's He's so much fun to watch. His dialogue, his commentary is so funny. And all these classic heroes and classic characters that you knew from the first Ant-Man is just dilated to a, to a level 10 in this movie. And it's so great, so funny. And in my opinion, all all people that I didn't like in the first movie are either out of the movie or they are put to the side. And so I really recommend this movie for anyone who really wants to have a good time. This movie is a good kickback and have fun. Um, As far as timelines go, this is after Infinity War. So it's, you know, it might might feel like it's a little more downplayed, a little more sad, but it's complete opposite. And it really just delivers on just the entertainment. So I recommend this movie 100%. All right. That's Kate's spoiler wall. I hope you don't mind me going next, Harrison. So go for Kate, it. Kate, you got a timer for me? Yeah, I'll get it. You, let me uh, pull it up here. Ready, go. All right. So Ant-Man and the Wasp. So watching this in the way we have in the MCU order, like time when it was released, this is kind of weird to watch right after Infinity War because it's like, well, what about like Thanos, you know, like you're kind of like itching to like get into that. But so this is a step back away from that movie and it's its own little world of what's happening like with Ant- like with Scott Lang and everything. And it's a great standalone movie. I, th- I think this is a movie that a lot of families would enjoy. It is very, very clean, like. There's very little language and, like, anything besides that. Like, even the violence is, like, super, super low. Um, but this is... I had a lot of fun watching. It's just very... I don't know. I, I've kind of taken an easygoing attitude to watching this, and it made it really fun for me. Um, so I would really recommend watching this movie. Just if you're down to have, like, a good time with your friends. Just because it's pretty dang funny. I, I laughed out loud a couple of times. But, um, yeah. I think you guys should all check it out. 
All right, I will go last. I'll wrap it up here. So, same thing that has been said already. This is a movie that, like, I like to describe as a breath of fresh air after. Wait, is somebody timing me? Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. So, this movie is like a breath of fresh air after Infinity War. It's like, oh, like, not dealing with this purple Shrek Thanos. (laughs) Scott Lang and his daughter and his family just living their life. And, like,. I mean, there's nothing, like, overly dramatic about this. Like I said, it is a huge step away from the big event that Infinity War was. And it's just, like I said, just kind of like a family movie and Scott dealing with what that means. And it's just a ton of fun. There's not any, like, particularly emotional value that I get out of this movie, like Homecoming or Black Panther, where, like, I feel like my personal being is grown. It's just I just have a good time watching this. I, like, have such a good time watching this that I really put this movie up on my ranking because it's just so much fun to enjoy it's hilarious um it's kind of hard to follow if you're not caught up on the other events not just the other ant-man movie but like the other mcu movies it's hard to enjoy but it is fun like my wife who normally isn't into movies she was laughing kept pointing out how scott lang was funny so yeah i recommend it i really do it just might be a little hard to follow if you don't if you haven't seen civil war mainly but yeah recommend it so thanks everybody for listening to the spoiler wall we appreciate it. We appreciate us following along. Some good things are happening here. We got some exciting news coming a little bit later. Subscribe for that. But we're also kind of crank out as many episodes as we can, uh, working around our busy schedules, which I appreciate Kid and Kellen make work. But, yeah, we're doing it for you guys. So definitely subscribe. Keep downloading the episode. If you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp or you want a quick refresher before we spoil everything, go watch the movie. Come back and listen to the main episode. Everyone else, on to the regular schedule program with Two Cents. <laughs> Woo! Two minutes of uninterrupted time to say what we want. Total spoilers now. I'll Let's go first. Get it. All right, I'm timing you. Three, two, one, hit it. Cool. All right. So, same thing with this, like I said in the spoiler art, breath of fresh air. Like, Scott Lang, he's just at home and he's trying not to get in trouble with the police. He's trying to be a good person and he's trying to be a good person and good father to his wife, but he's also trying to, like, genuinely feel like do what he feels is right this movie isn't full of like a particular villain that's really scary ghost is not intimidating whatsoever she's way cool i wish there was more of her like what the heck's going on with her nothing has been mentioned about her at all i mean like obviously there was end game and that was kind of it but like i'm excited to see what happens later if ghost is involved but like it's just people just kind of dealing with less than ideal circumstances in a lot of different ways and making the best with what they can do and like isn't that what we all do here on earth so it's just a ton of fun to watch it's hilarious um there's a few moments in like ant-man the original one where like the dialogue kind of and like the humor kind of interrupted like the emotion of the film and i feel like it's perfect in this one like there's not a single moment where i'm like oh that joke came too early it's just like those jokes were hilarious michael pina of course he's hilarious man i wish we could have gotten him explaining everything that happened within the five years of the end game that was a missed opportunity. Like, at least it's like a bonus feature on the Blu-ray or something. Like, I still am waiting for that. Come on, Marvel Studios. But, I mean, I don't have much to say about this movie, even going forward later in the podcast. Besides, it's just fun to enjoy. I love the way Ant-Man and Wasp fight. She is just a boss. Hope is. Uh, I'm also really attracted to her. Um, but she's just sweet. I mean, like, the the shrinking and growing is fun. It's just, like, it's just a fun movie. Um, and I appreciate like how, um, ghost isn't some huge villain. Like we got to deal with Thanos. Like 
there are threats out there and difficult things and challenges we have to fight that aren't a giant purple ogre coming in to snap his fingers at us. Sometimes it's just people who are less than great. And, uh, yeah, this movie is so much fun. I enjoyed this. You know, I know my two minutes are over, but I'm going to take my controversial stand right now. I enjoy this movie way more than I enjoy Infinity War, and I'm sticking what with it. What the crap? Okay, <laughs> is this Harrison, dude. Well, I'm going to wait to give you that banter that you deserve for that until after this <laughs> segment. You jumped the gun here. <laughs> I just thought that I would put my stand out there from the get-go so that anybody who disagrees with me can just ignore me for the rest of the time, and anyone who agrees with me can agree with me. All right. <laughs> you know, take your shot. All right. All right, Kay, do you want to go or you want me to? I'll go next. All right, you're on in three, two, one, hit it. Okay, this movie is seriously... Its purpose is to, is to bring about and further the, the storyline of Ant-Man from where it was at to where it is now for, in between Civil War and stuff. It's just to, to explain that. Now, I think the purpose... The reason why Ghost was so much as like wasn't really intimidating. We didn't know who she was. She's just she's just this desperate person, you know, going to very desperate measures and stuff. But it was not supposed to just because we, if you think about it, you we, we went from Thanos, this massively huge bad guy right here, and we dropped Ghost, and it's like this huge drop off. And so I think we really compare goes to Thanos, that she's a freaking, she's just a puny, lame villain, but all on its own, like, Ghost isn't that bad, you know, she's a bad person, but she has these intentions, she's like very selfish, and she doesn't want to die, and she's lost a lot of things, and she has nothing to lose, and she's other than herself, um, but this movie is so good at delivering its comedy, you know, and how, like, some people have have different desperate measures some people have um that's to avoid the authority some people just like got shafted and they're trying to find their family um it, it has these different dynamics and so it's really fun to see all of it come together how all it draws out and how they all clash together and stuff but this movie is a laugh out loud movie and it does not disappoint in that and that's i think that's the main purpose of this movie is to really laugh out loud after that huge diabolical in you know Infinity War because it was so epic. By the way, I wanted to point out that Infinity War was one of the first movies I ever bought for myself. I don't know if anybody, any of you guys knew that, but that's that's how I, that's how I arranged that. But this movie I also bought. Kaching. That's your time. <laughs> all right, all right. My turn. Give me that timer, dude. Hook me up. Okay, what the heck? All right, okay, guys. Here's what I think about this movie. It's going to go down in my ranking. Not because I didn't enjoy it. I definitely did. But I don't think it's as good when compared to the other Marvel movies. Part of it is because I feel like this movie lacked intensity. And not right now you guys are all thinking I'm hating on the movie. But I actually loved this movie. It was hilarious. But it I was not kind of riveted. And that... Part of that could be I'm coming off the high of watching Infinity War, which is nuts. Probably arguably one of the like the most intense movies I've ever seen in my life. But I feel like this movie was made to set up Endgame. As you look at, and I I, I feel like this movie was like with the end purpose to kind of show because we ah, I can't okay I, it's ugh, 
I don't want to spoil Endgame, but we know like there are certain things that happen in this movie that set up that are extremely, extremely crucial to the to Endgame. So I feel like what happened is that was laid out, and then they filled in the rest of the plot. And like kind of Kid mentioned, it, Ghost is a huge step down from Thanos. I'm not hating on Ghost, but there was something about this movie, and probably because it wasn't like the typical save the world kind of thing, which, you know, you could blame is my fault. But the point is, I'm trying to say is that this movie is freaking funny, and it's a lot of fun to watch. But in terms of the MCU, this felt a little different, and I know it's going to go down on mine. Like, but I really did like this movie. I, I know it makes it sound bad, but I, I think that the story was a lot more personal, which wasn't bad, but like... I don't know. It felt kind of like a step out of the MCU in terms of what we know and what we've watched. Um, but yeah, I, I still think this, the music that they chose for certain scenes was spot on. I was laughing out loud. Like when Scott Lang is stuck at home, just he has three days to kill. Or like when he's like in the school as like the mini like version of himself and he's like running through the halls. I thought it was so funny. It is it, pure entertainment. So I love those Dude. parts. Michael Giacchino, I love him. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. If if he didn't do the score for this movie, I'm sorry, whoever did. And I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, because I thought the music was perfect for those scenes. Like I was laughing. I was like, "Take this is sick!" Like I'm getting into it a ton and and stuff oh, like my that. Gosh. So. It was Christoph Beck. I'm sorry, Christoph Beck. Your Christoph music Beck, is way too. you did. You are a homie. Tomorrow. So that was way good. I enjoyed that. But. For everyone listening, that is the end of our second segment of Two Cents. We are now moving on to Pick Your Poison. This is when we have our individual ranking of how each of us personally view, view the movie. And we have four different rankings. One, the worst is never watch again. Obvious what that means. Our next is stream it. If you're already paying for Netflix and one day you're super bored and this movie happens to pop up, Sure, why the heck not? I'll stream it. Rent is where you actually go out of your way. You spend two, three bucks just to rent the movie to watch one more time. And then four, our final is buy the movie so you could have it for time and all eternity. So, me going first. For me, aside, I feel like just because it's part of the MCU, I want to buy it. I would buy it just to have the whole MCU. But stepping back and looking at this movie alone, this is a stream <clears throat> for me. Like, I would like watching it with my friends, but I don't think I would be like, oh, I really, really want to watch this movie. Let's pay money to do it. I don't think I'm at that point. So this movie is a streaming movie, even though I think it's freaking hilarious and a great movie. It just isn't, for me, isn't a movie that I would spend money. I mean, I already, like, have the movie. I could watch it whenever I want. It's on, like, Netflix all the time. But for me, it's a streamer. Okay, my turn to pick my poison. this movie is a buy man this movie it's a buy solely on its comedy like it's i'm a a person that's gotta have some classic movies in order to where it's just hilarious and ant-man and the wasp and ant-man are in that criteria where you have you've got at least for me you got the galaxy quest you've got the sandlot you've got secondhand lines and then you can throw in ant-man and the wasp because it's got that quality comedy at least you can laugh about it over and over and just quote about it. It's just, it's the longevity of the comedy is what makes this movie a must buy. So I don't, want your, I don't know what your deal is. All right. I t- it's hard <laughs> to explain like how I feel. I love this movie. 
it's just a streamer for me. What about you, Harrison? Uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna be a buy on this movie, and like, this is a really, this is a weird movie for me. I do not feel particularly passionate about this movie. There's not any particular like emotion or philosophical realization that I came to. Like Fallen, I'm probably not going to have much to say, to be honest. Um, like little tidbits, but like nothing particularly impactful towards me. But man, do I enjoy watching this movie. Yeah, that's a and good like, way to put it. It is like, and so that's why it's a buy for me because like I know without a doubt, I'm like, oh, I need something to watch. Like, you know, something that I'm familiar with. I'm not really in the mood for watching something new. You know, I want it to be light. You know, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I love that movie. Like, every time I've watched it, I've enjoyed it. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's why it's going to be a bias because I know where we watch it, I have. It was one of the first Marvel movies that I bought. Um, so, yeah, definitely a buy for me. But it's, like, weird where, like, this movie's like, uh, I don't know where to say this, so I'm just going to say it now within the segments. It's, like, it's, like, not... I, I'm struggling for the white word. This movie isn't amazing by any means, but it's just so fun. Like, yeah. See, I, I actually think, Harrison, you put it very well. Like, it's not a very passionate movie. It's kind of, it doesn't, like, strike me to the core. I'd never be like, oh, it's my favorite movie of all time. But it's just entertainment. So I like the way you put it. So I'm going to change my ranking to Rent. I think you put it soundly that I would agree with. So this is a renter for me. But... Yeah, and so now looking at our rankings, I have this one at, where is it, 15 of 23. So, bottom half, I expect things will be different. Because it's like right in the range where it's really hard to kind of separate from other movies. They kind of blend together. So that's at mine. I don't know about you guys. I've got... Uh, mine? Holy smoke. Oh, it? go ahead. I forgot where it is. I, can't, I lost it. Okay, 19. At 19. Ooh, Ooh. We're harsh. Oh, that's like Ow, really, really the bottom. Hurts. <laughs> One above Thor, Kay. That's how bad you saw this movie. One above here's Thor. The, here's the deal. Wow. Here's the deal, though. Is that <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear me out. I watched this movie. I when we ranked this movie, I have watched all the movies all the way through, and I watched Avengers Endgame. So so Endgame was like right off, like right off the top of my head. So I, was, I guess I I ranked this movie based on the story that. You know the the Infinity Saga delivers, and so as far as story goes, you know Ant Man and the Wasp doesn't really deliver. It's kind of a side story. It's kind of like that weird, you know, the comic writers need time to develop all of the the, the pages of, of of the massive comic, so they're gonna throw in this little snippet just to give them more time and stuff. Even though it's a, it's hilarious. So I want to move that up. I'm I'm gonna hit right off the bat. I want to move that up. I want to move that. I want to move into the top fifteen. See if I'll let's see if I can actually get 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 that high. Um, we'll see, but definitely gonna move up. I feel like that's an underrating of that. All right, guys. I I guess I watched this movie recently when I did my rankings. This is number four on my list. Like, what the heck? Like this this movie's <laughs> good. Like, this movie's good. I, I really really enjoy it, but I'm sorry. Above Thor Ragnarok. Above I remember Thor in Ragnarok. in the MCU ranking of that episode that we just that we did a while back. I remember you defending this movie so much. Like Ant Man and Ant Man the Wasp. You both of you actually. You guys really defended this movie. And I'm like confused of I don't remember defending it, it, but 
I mean, it's a good movie, just not like fantastic. Yeah, I, it does not. I'm sorry, it does not deserve that number four ranking. Like, <laughs> it, it's going down for sure. I, I want to keep it in the top ten, but probably not. It's probably going to be within like the top twelve or thirteen because it really, really is enjoyable. I don't know. I'm still like trying to figure out how I'm gonna re-rank it. Like, do I re-rank it the way that Kate described? That's gonna be such. Where it's like. That's such. That's gonna be a fun episode. Comparing guys, like re-ranking the way that this. the stories add to the inf- like the Infinity Saga, or am I just like ranking 23 individual movies that happen to be part of the Infinity Saga? Because it's like this is hard. I like. I don't know how to rank. Like, mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp, not great, but it's really fun, and it's entertaining, and like there's nothing blaringly bad about it. Like it's it's just it's just good yeah. enough. It's just middle of the road movie. So I don't know what I was thinking putting it at four. I guess I like really was really like head over heels for Hope Van Dyne. Who knows? But yeah. if I look at the phase well, like way down, I probably put this way high. Like oh my gosh, number two. Yeah, what you had heck? it. It's two. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's just it's just not that good. Like yeah, I had this above Guardians of the two. What? Yeah, I have mine at 8 of the 11 in Phase 3. Phase 3, I had it at 6. Dang, you had that above Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You had that above Endgame, man. Golly. What is wrong with you? Who has it above Endgame? (laughs) You did. You had it above Endgame. Just by one. Just by one. And, ugh. And Black Panther, dude. Hey, what? Black I Panther was, was at eight. I did not. Hey, I will say my opinion of Black Panther when we watched it for the podcast totally changed. Like, I was like, kind of like, eh, about Black Panther. Like, I like the character of T'Challa. I liked him in the comics. Yeah. Not a great movie. Rewatch it, man. This movie is phenomenal. I guess my opinion of Ant Man was Wasp, but it was <laughs> phenomenal. Now I watch him, it's kind of just like, eh, it's good. So they kind of flip flopped. I yeah, could like yeah. just honestly see those two like flopping places. But probably not. That that whole list is gonna be jumbled. Everybody, this is why you gotta watch movies a second time. Like, I know it may seem crazy for some people to like buy a movie, but like watching it the second time, you get like different emotions and you have like different expectations. So it kind of like changes your whole experience. So yeah, people, go watch the MCU again because it changes. Yeah. But I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Colin. No, I was just gonna end it, but I think. Okay, okay. I, this is something that, like, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for doing this, but I'm just going to try it anyway. If I do, I'll fix it. But So how I got most of these Marvel movies is something called Disney Movie Club. This is not a sponsor. I'm not. We're not being paid to say this. It's just I want to help you guys out. Disney Movie Club, it's Disney's club. They have a club for everything that will let you buy Disney movies at a pretty decent price and have them mailed to you. Um, I will – there is, like, a referral link that you can sign up for. You get five – blu-rays for one dollar with free shipping it's like a crazy deal oh dang so yeah if you can sign up for there i'll also add the promo code that lets you get free shipping but yeah you get five blu-rays for one dollar the only thing is you have to like agree to buy like three more blu-rays within like two years which is easy like, <laughs> that's, that's totally <laughs> worth five blu-rays for five, one buck so like if you are into the marvel movies and you're wanting to start collecting them I'll put my referral link for Disney Movie Club, which is how I got all these. Again, not a sponsor, just helping you guys out. You can get five of them already for a buck. So, yeah, that's, that's in the show idea. notes. Uh, yeah, again, not a sponsor. Just trying to be nice to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right, I think that goes into our next segment now. Kay, do you want to take it away? All right, I'll take it away. Next one, let's do this. This one is the binge points. Little references in the movie that you just kind of notice. You want to point out. Doesn't have to be necessarily a reference, but just maybe something that reminds you of a movie or remember a moment before or after. But um, let's get to it. Anything that you want to point out in the movie that just comes off the top of your head? Yes, yes. Okay, I think Scott Lang is like all of us at heart. Like, <laughs> there are times when everyone's talking all sciencey, quantum realm, physics, and <laughs> he's just like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, everyone's talking super science jargon and he's just like oh yeah i totally know what you're talking about like, yeah, i know what you're talking man. about like, <laughs> and so like some people like to ask some questions he's like yeah he doesn't know yeah, I <laughs> like i i personally related to him because sometimes when you do deal with like superpowers you know kind of the 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 universe of the mcu you get into some like super science you like kind of magic stuff and like sometimes i just don't want to put the effort in to think about it and so, like, I feel like Scott Lang was just, like, totally voicing how I feel about a lot of those moments. It's like, oh, quantum realm, we gotta, like, jump this and, like, align, like, the freaking whatever, whatever, like, the particles. And I'm just like, huh? And Scott Lang's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, just, just the thing so I love says, that. like, I want to know how much of that Paul Rudd either improvised. I know that he has, like, a big impact on the script for the comedy, but, like, when she's talking, like, like, it's a super emotional moment when he realizes the vision was, like, a sign that the mom put in his head. And Hope is like, that's where I hid every time. He's like, I don't think you understood the concept of the game. Like, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> like, even my wife laughed at I know, and then It was so funny. I think my favorite line of the whole movie is one... I think it's in that same scene. And he, he mentions, like... So, yeah, I think I had, like, a vision of, like, your, your wife or, like, your mom, whatever, and, um, oh, my, what's his name? The dad. Hank. <sighs> I'm so Hank bad Pim. at names. Yeah, Hank, sorry. Yeah, Hank Pym. He, he's like, oh, I think he got entangled with my wife, and Scott's like, I would never, <laughs> I would do, never that, do that, Hank. Wife, I respect you for much. <laughs> <I respect laughs> <too> much. <laughs> It's so genuine, though. Like, every... Like, no one... <laughs> Paul Rudd, he is so good at acting. Like, I'll, I have more to say about that in Endgame. But, like, every line, even the comedic ones, like, I don't think you understood the game of hide-and-seek. Or, like, I would never do that. I respect you. Like, it is a funny line. But, like, the way he delivers it is with absolute, genuine truth. Oh. Like, he is not making a joke. He's being oh, serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And that, that's why it comes off as so dang funny. It's because, like... You know, like, oh, I would never do that to you, Hank. And just be like, huh, like a chuckle. But he's like, straight up, so he's like, I would never do that to you, Hank. My respect for you is too high. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing so hard at that, at that, uh, that scene, that line. And so I, and there's so many like moments like that in this movie that I just totally enjoy. I can't remember them all, but like uh, the Baba Yaga crap Bro. or like the truth yeah, serum yeah, or whatnot. You Baba Yaga and like <laughs> stares at Hank Pimp and Hank's, and Hank's like, what the <laughs> frick is he talking about? Oh. But my, oh, I have to hold, I have to hold back for like least some likes though because I'm, like, I'm going to get too, get too carried away. Oh. Uh, Any but, scene with Michael Pena, I, another best scene in a movie. Like, he's like, what? oh. He's like, oh, what, you, yeah. what about the? He's like, what about budget? Have the oatmeal packet. Yo, put some some sugar on it. Like, he's so funny. <laughs> it's like, it's like son. <laughs> See, and then like, there's the part when he calls Scott to to oh, let him know that the feds are on their way, and like the ghost, and then like 
What's funny, he, he tells all this bad stuff, and he's like, and I hate the way you load the dishwasher, and he's like, oh, like, you put on the, put on the top rack? You don't do that! <laughs> it's just like, the delivery is so freaking funny, because that, like, you're like, oh, crap, the ghost lays after her. Oh, crap, the feds are after us. And you load the dishwasher. Like, that was, like, the order he said it. And it was just, like, so, like, the way he, it made it sound, like, he was just holding that back for, the, like, the right moment. And the truth serum just made him all crazy. But I totally agree with Harrison. He is so freaking funny in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Solid character. Oh, when he shows up in the car. What's up? <laughs> And, like he refers to the commercial, he's like, you know that beloved commercial? Like, who calls it beloved? He's like, what's that? What's that? He gets in the car with her. You want some pets? All right. Cassie gave this warning my birthday. And then like, then when they like go back in time and he's like narrating and like when they're in jail, he has that like stupid like curly long hair. He's like, oh, we're gonna be homies now. It's like just the way he described it is so dang funny. That it's like we've all said. This movie is pure entertainment. Like, almost solidly for Paul Rudd and Michael Pena. Like, so freaking good. Oh, my gosh. And, like, you know, the other binge point I have here is, like, there's never a point in the movie where, like, I'm bored. Like, even when they're talking about quantum stuff, even when they're, like, making a plan, like, when nothing is really happening, they're just driving around. Like, it's just fun. Like, the chase scenes are way fun. Like, everything feels, like, so fresh. Yeah. The combat. Yeah, the combat's fun. Like, n- there's never a dull moment. Like, even the moments that, like, aren't action or chasing or comedy. Like, there's never a moment that's, like, not fun. Um, and it's just, it's hilarious. But also, I don't know if this is a binge point, but I'm just going to say, who knew how important this movie was going to be? Like, I remember being in the theaters and just having the time oh, of my life. Like, yeah. not what I expected this movie to be after Infinity War, but, man, that was a ton of fun. I totally loved it. And then, like, them getting snapped at the end and, like, feeling that, like, sick feeling in my stomach and being like furious like oh, obviously it didn't happen this time that's a good but way like, to put it just like oh my gosh and then like later i don't want to spoil things just like seeing how important this movie would become who knew i had no idea i just thought it was going to be just a fun movie that ended on a sickening note but yeah it was like a snap back to realize like oh crap thanos like that's still happening and like now scott is trapped in the quantum room like Frick. It, yeah, it, oh, that was nuts. And crucial, like you said, crucial to Endgame. The other thing, this is a binge point. But this is another one, one of those thing movies. One I, po- I forgot to point out is that none of the ants got snapped, or you don't see them get snapped. You know? I was like, what do you mean? The ants. They, none of them get snapped. Like, they're gone. Half of them are gone. And just, they're still there. I just thought that was interesting. Like, what? I don't know. Maybe that's completely irrelevant. Yeah, Her- yeah Harrison, well, what I was you saying? Say, this movie's another one of those that's, like, super good at, like, establishing things. Kind of, like, onward, like, earlier in the movie and then building off of it. Like, at the beginning when Cassie's with Scott at his house and then she leaves. She's like, have you seen my soccer cleats? Or, no, her mom's like, did you pack your soccer cleats? And then later she calls him because she's like, I can't find my soccer cleats. Like, oh, and, like, that's just yeah. one super silly example. But, like, everything, like, how he keeps asking for the Altoids. Or, like, how they... Yeah, there's good continuity. They bring the Hot Wheels thing around all the time, but, like, never really show what it is until whatever his name is. He pulls the thing out, and he's like, I love you, Miss Bim. <laughs> like, Dr. Bim. Lawrence Fishborn. <laughs> I finally remembered his name. His name is Lawrence Fishborn. The guy from The Matrix. That's that's his Ew. name. Oh, the guy who plays Morpheus? Yeah. 
I paid attention yeah. to the credits this time. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, that reminds me. My other binge point, and I'm glad you said that, Cade. The credits, like the like the stylized credits between the end of the movie and the first end scene where they get snapped, those credits were so cool. Like someone took the time to set up either like with CGI or like actual toys and like a little miniature environment and then film it. And it looks way stylized and it's so cool. And it's like the most unimportant thing in the world. But it was so – like my <laughs> wife almost reached over and closed the laptop because we were watching it in bed on my laptop. I was like, hold on. I'm watching this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the person yeah, who ever I, did that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. But I don't have any other bench points. Oh, except for Kel- – Kellen already mentioned this. Yeah, the music – I'm sorry, Christoph Beck. I love your music. I don't know why I thought you were Michael Cicchino. Mm-hmm. But the music is so good from like – even just like the simple Ant-Man theme is sweet, but like the humor when he's in like the school and he's miniature and how it's like still the Ant-Man thing, but like comedy to like the scene when the car chase really starts and like Hope like flips a van around, does like 180 with it and like starts like that electro synthy music. Like every moment the music is just so good. Oh yeah, solid. But yeah, I think... Uh, unless you guys have any other bitch points, I think we're Okay, going to least and likes. Here it is. Uh, Kate, I'm going to pick on you. What's your least favorite scene? Um, least favorite scene. I'd say when he becomes big and he's a giant and like he, the guy goes on a boat to like get away from, you know, Scott Lang and and then he just jumps in the water and, you know, takes it, like, takes the little thing, and then he falls over in the water. It's like, that was anticlimactic. I don't know. I was guessing for, like, a lot of some some funny little, you know, thing. Because the guy's like, oh, to take it from his hands. He's like, it's like, let go, you're embarrassing yourself. And then, like, finally, let's go. And then he kind of just, like, pushes him over really slow. <laughs> it's like, okay, I was expecting you to, like, pick him up and throw him in the water or something. But, oh, I didn't like that scene. Kelton? Uh, I'd say my least favorite scene was anything with that guy. Like that gangster mob. Sunshine or whatever. Sunny? Yeah, like, I just didn't think he was that. He was just more of annoying, which I'm sure was he was meant to be that way. But I was just, I wasn't particularly, like, super interested in him at all. He just seemed like the, like a good way to show you how I see him. Just like a little kid who wants to play with the big boys kind of thing. That's just kind of how I saw him in this movie. So, the rich dude who's like cha- who the guy with the true serum who like chases. Yeah, the, yeah. I I was just like, I didn't really care for him. So, those are my least favorite scenes when he's there. Honestly, I'm like having a hard time. I mean, I watched the movie yesterday, so that's probably why. But like, I'm having a hard time like remembering a scene that like i wasn't particularly fond about like like i said earlier kind of in the binge points like there's not a moment that i'm not enjoying the movie so like i mean i can pick like small moments like i probably the same thing that rich dude he just kind of annoys me but i think that's just the way the character's written but like but it doesn't ruin the movie like i'm still enjoying it so i'm like cop out i don't have one so sorry (laughs) movie's just too enjoyable okay favorite scene right here when Paul Rudd is just 
he like his regular is not working, so he shrinks half down, and then he like big in the closet, and then he shrinks down to a kid. And he has to have this this the long little like he's like a little kid with this massive like jacket, and he's like, it's <laughs> like do you want some string cheese and some and a, and a the, juice box? The song paired with that was so good. I forget what song somehow, it was. Somehow but they was, filmed that practically. I don't know how, but like that's not. Just like them shrinking him down with CGI, like that's practical somehow. <laughs> Which is so that's funny. So, but it was funny. <laughs> and just like the whole interactions, like he's like jumping up to get the backpack, cranky, and like, like Hope is like, "Come on, you can do it. You're almost there." <laughs> when he gets in the van, he's like, "Oh, someone's cranky." He's like, "Oh, do you want a juice box and a uh, string cheese?" And he's like, "Do you actually have those?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah, that grinning was ear to ear, scene. laughing so hard in that whole scene. I was like, this is hilarious, man. I love it. Or, 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 it's, it's tied between these two scenes. It's when Scott Lang is, becomes like the mom for like two minutes. <laughs> he's like, he's like holding Hank Piff's face. It's like, hey, Jelly Bean. Dude, Paul Rudd nailed that. He nailed that, man. That was so funny. He's like holding Hank Pym's hand and like Scott Lyon comes back into it and he's like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. My favorite scene, this is the most insignificant scene ever, but it's when like they go and talk to Morpheus, whatever his name is. And uh, the, and then they like get in the van and Hank is like, oh yeah, except for this idea doesn't work because I upgraded the suits. And Scott's like, what if we have an old suit? And I don't know his name, but the guy, the actor who plays Hank Pym, like just his acting in that scene is so funny to me like his smile is like like a frown like super concerned but it's like half open on one side and his glasses i don't know what it is like just his face makes me laugh but then in one scene he's like what <laughs> you mailed my you sent my through to the mail and like the way he says mail like kills me every time like his voice like cracks and it's just like i don't know that's really insignificant but it's my favorite part of the movie See, what makes that scene so good, though, is because it's, like, set up earlier when he asks if you have the suit. And he's like, no, I destroyed He's like, you destroyed my suit? And he's, like, super pissed. That's and my then, life's like, work. And then Scott, like, uses that exact same line, like, later. He's like, oh, I actually have the suit. He's like, you have my suit. He's like, well, what's what are your, like, most important, like, technology? It's your life's so work, I just man. think that set it. it up really I just, good. I just love the way he says mail. He's like, you send my through to the mail? <laughs> it's just <laughs> so funny to me. Oh man, I say for favorite scenes, uh, I think I I agree with Cade in that order. Like my favorite scene was the little kid at school, and then uh, when Paul Rudd is or Scott Lang is pretending to be the mom, just like the whole how he just looks at like Hope and like winks at her and like calls her Jelly Bean and like cradles her face. It's like it's like, for me. It's like her forehead. Too much. Hope's like what the fuck? yeah, <laughs> like. I'm almost really uncomfortable watching it just because it's so weird and strange, but it's so funny at the same time. I enjoy so, it so that much. That's like, oh, here it comes. And then he like drops it in the face. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I might go back and watch that scene. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, and then honorable mention, I think, goes to Michael Pena for when he's narrating. That's just solid stuff. Smell you later, like. <laughs> Smell you later. Just, you know. Somebody like, like schoolboy or something. It's just, uh, it's so, because 
like they say it, but it's his voice coming out and like how he would tell the story. So it's just freaking hands down funny. Oh yeah, that is every time he does um, such a missed opportunity, Marvel there to make like just as a bonus feature, like him, him having lived through the snap and those five years and like or just like deleted scene. Yeah, this is deleted scene. Like Scott going to be with him and he's like, hey, here's the last five years and like doing that. Like what's it been like? And then Scott- it would be so funny. Oh, Everybody yeah. wants it. Come on. But sh- <laughs> petition for them to add that scene. All right. Well, I think that leads us for our last segment, guys, which is our falling. Um, this one's a little more tough, just kind of the nature of the movie. But my take, really quick, the one thing I took away from this, like personally, is that I hope to have the kind of father slash daughter father slash kid like relationship with my own kids the way that scott has a relationship with his daughter like that is like the perfect dad even though like obviously you know he has a lot of flaws he's been in jail he's done some bad things but you can just tell he loves cassie so much and he's willing to do anything for her but that cassie like still knows he's made some poor decision but still loves him because of it like just in the beginning you could see like he creates this whole like story for his daughter to entertain her even though it's like some parents like oh it's just like watch a movie or like play toys but like he just goes above and beyond and i just really hope i like i aspire to be that kind of dad for my kids one day to the point where like i love them so much and like they love me back so much but it's like not like stupid love that's kind of a poor way of putting it but like you still recognize that like they have flaws but it's just like a i don't know it's really hard to explain but there's that loving like but slash fun like kind of relationship so I hope to have like that. the way Cassie talks to him, where she's like, "You need a partner," like that. That that moment's just like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" I I agree with Kellen. I can't wait to develop a relationship like that with my kids, and not just for like the fun mm-hmm. moments, but even like the tough moments. Like, man, kids are the best. Yeah, like just the innocence of Cassie, but innocence, but like also very real like aspect that Cassie can like recognize it. Look, her dad's in a tough situation, and he has to make a hard choice, but and she still gives, like, her take on things and, like, very supportive of her dad, which I don't know very many 10-year-olds that, like, are kind of mature in that sense, as Cassie is, but, you know, it, it, I think you're getting the point I'm trying to explain, just, like, be able to have that kind of relationship with my kids is what I have to Yeah. Have. My following is really, really similar. It's just that, like, I really appreciate how how this is like such a tight movie like especially after infinity war like this is literally like a family trying to get their mom back from a different world that's interrupted by someone else trying to like stop the pain in their life with the fbi trying to do their job like it's not necessarily one person being particularly evil it's just like everyone doing what they feel is the right thing to do i mean it kind of gets a little fuzzy a little bit with ghost and some areas there um but like everyone every like everyone is just being so genuine and like especially genuine to their family members and also just like to their job like everyone is literally just trying to be their best selves and i just like appreciate that because that's life like we're not taking on a purple shrek who's going to snap the world in half like we're just taking on the daily battles with with situations and moments where we aren't our best situations that aren't ideal and all we can do is is overcome it and we do that with family just being genuine to who we are and like two of those family members and it's just like it's just like a really 
in a fantastical comic book movie type of way showing like, hey, this is the way that we should all strive to live our life as best we can. And that's just to be as genuinely as good as you can. It's good to yourself and to others that you love and care about. Well, being a good law-abiding person and making sure you're home when the FBI shows up. <laughs> I think it points out that <clears throat> you can be a good person no matter what mistakes you've made before. Because it shows, you know, um, it just I think it just shows a lot of normal people going through just going through life. Because there's Scott uh, trying, Scott Lang, he was trying to trying to stay home first kid and then having a relationship with his daughter and then having a relationship with his step, you know, like his, you know, uh, the step husband and stuff and his formal wife and everything. And also, um, Ava just trying to like just survive and stuff. It's like, they're all, it's all really, it, they're all good and everything that has some sort of good intentions, like trying to save their own life, trying to obey the law, trying to do your job, trying to you know, save the world or like try to bring back your family. Like if they're all, they're all good intentions that it's all this, this big clash and conflict all at once. And it's a point where, you know, they're all good people and that you have, you can all, you all have, you can all have mistakes, but you can all still be a good person. They have all the, they all of them have the same opportunity to be a good person. And I think that really shows that, you know, not saying that your background matters, but that your background does not define like how you can be, how you can change and stuff. And you see how much it kind of completes the arc of like now and Scott Lang being this like thief to where he's, you know, kind of being this like, what's good, what's in it for me and stuff. And then now he's point where he's doing it, he's doing it for his daughter where it's, it's, it completes that where he can, you see him just mature and stuff. And it's really, cool to watch you it's relatable because like you make mistakes along the way but you can still get it done you can still finish it out and stuff like with school i can get a b plus in a class yeah i screw up a couple times but i can still pass so and but with life too is that you can make mistakes along the way but you can still get you can still be a good person because of that because you get you can get multiple opportunities and more chances and things and have a support system that really has got your back just like Cassie had, you know, Scott Lang's back when he was a bit of in trouble, and so she had to, you know, stall the FBI a little bit for him to get home. Is that it's same thing? People, they got your back. Which is a lot of good people being good to each other. But that's all I have for for this segment. But it's been uh, this is, this movie is awesome. I'm gonna watch. I wanna watch this movie with my kids. Yeah, it's it's just a solid movie to enjoy. It's just a lot of fun. You know, even if you don't know everything and you can't follow along with everything, you're still just going to have a good time watching it. Like, if you don't have at least one moment of just pure entertainment and joy watching this movie, I'm really sorry because it's just a ton of fun. So, yeah, everybody, go watch this movie. If you want to get it for a dollar, not a sponsored link, but there's a link where you can go to Disney Movie Club and get five movies for one dollar, just make sure you don't buy Infinity War because that's a waste of your dollar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on! Not a waste of your dollar. Don't go too far. I'm totally kidding. I just, I just can't miss an opportunity. I don't hate Infinity War that much. I just think it's funny to tease the two of them. I, I dislike it, but I don't hate it. So, 
But thanks, everybody, for listening. We got oh. some more episodes coming out. I don't even know what we're watching anymore. My brain, th- these days are blending together too I much. I think we got I Am Legend. Captain Marvel is up. next, yeah? Uh, f- Yes, it is for the MCU. Yeah, Captain Marvel. I'm excited for There's that. There's another, Ooh. between the three of us, a controversial movie. So... Probably get ready here to banter. Hey, no, Kelly, I'm going to get heated. Kellen, I'm already <laughs> way more on your Wait, side what? than I was last time. I will agree. I okay. I was not. Yeah, dude. A little spoiler for next MCU episode. I was not a big fan of Captain Marvel, and uh, now I am. And I think like, I have a good understanding of both sides of the argument. I'm going to try and uh, straddle the line there and then ultimately pick a side. So subscribe for that. But also, Kate met Kelton. Wow, I called you Katen. Kelton <laughs> is... <laughs> Mentioned that we're watching I Am Legend next for our quarantine special that we're continuing. Um, never seen Ooh. that movie before, so that's going to be a ton of fun. You haven't seen that movie Ooh. before? Dude, that's going to be yeah. fun for oh, you, Oh, that's going to be insane. Oh, I, w- I kind of want to watch it with you somehow. Like, just be on the phone while you watch that. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for yeah, that's a fun one to watch. With so, friends. yeah, guys, go subscribe to The Basement Binge wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of those places. Um, if you want some movies, there's a referral link for you. And, uh, yeah, catch you guys next time. Ciao, ciao. What to do, baby? Peace out, home dogs. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.